wasn't you at all. My beard shorter. Yeah, I'm a lot darker. Yeah, you sure are. Well, I have to say, welcome back. Not Eric Hart. This is Eduardo Silva. He was the original host, co-host of uh, Readiness Report, replaced by the Silky Tuba. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you're back. Silky Tuba is missing the show. Uh, Number 27 here. And I sorry, bro. Snooze, you lose. My chair. I had to bring back uh, Eduardo Mm -hmm. for comedy relief and insults for all the guests. Max Theriot will be on today. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Have you thought of anything insulting to say to him? Not yet. Okay. I'm sure you will. You you got to give me a minute. Yeah. So this is episode number 27 uh, of the Readiness Report. And we're very excited to be with you tonight. And uh, we're going to go right into the news. Go into the news. We're going right to the news. SpaceX. So SpaceX, we've talked about Elon Musk and Tesla quite a bit. Uh, and we mentioned, of course, the stock price. We like to talk yeah. about stock yeah, prices. Yeah, talk about the stock price, yeah. Uh, but uh, they did something really cool. For the second time, they flew up to the uh, uh, space station. Yes. Four astronauts uh, landed there. Oh, look, it says right there. So the capsule built by SpaceX was a monumental, monumental step. Monumentous. Sorry. Step towards, I didn't get that. In the future, instead of relying on government-operated spacecraft, NASA astronauts, and anybody else not with enough money were able to buy a ticket on a huge rocket. Yes. You gonna take me? Yes. Yeah. Would you go? No. No. I didn't think so. Um, So, um, so I would go if I didn't have kids. Yeah. uh, I would go for sure. I would be interested in doing it. But yeah, I wanna. I would have to wait to see a few more times. Yeah. Like what's gonna happen? You know, maybe I would go like if I were to go. Maybe I'd go like number. I'd be like the fiftieth rocket. Yeah. Once they work the kinks out. Yeah. Well, there was a kink on the rocket. May not go well. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember, uh, very sad, watching the Challenger when it blew up yeah. as a kid, and I was like eight years old. So um, that definitely was burned into my memory as a child, where there's like I would need to make sure it was pretty damn safe before I'm going up there. Yeah. Um, there, there. Are, but you can buy a ticket right now. You can go to the, the site, you? I believe, and I think for a million bucks. You know, check it out, Ryan. I want to say for a million dollars, you can buy a seat right now for a flight next year. Um, Do you think? Uh, you think anybody like really famous? Is going to be one on that initial uh, flight. You think somebody will like buy the first ticket, like yes. Brad Pitt or something, or like buy a ticket? No, I, I think there'll be a famous uh, billionaire or something. You know, I could see yeah. a Richard Branson or one of these type of guys, yeah, uh, going up there. But I think uh, I don't know about going to a space station as a. I don't know how how the availability is for that, but I know there's like flying out to like uh, like, uh, like low orbit, orbit like yeah, low, low orbit, orbit or whatever. Um, I think it's on there, Ryan. Unless it's the uh, the Richard Branson space one that's already selling tickets. Somebody's selling tickets, but anyway, this is a big deal because NASA has always flown up there. Yeah. And uh, I also remember, which was also a sad day, when they uh, permanently ended the shuttle program, which was like when was that? crazy. Oh, uh, was that? 2012, maybe oh. something like that. Obama yeah, Obama killed it. So <sighs> don't get me going. <laughs> so it was like that was something that was sad. Because I always imagined that we'd be going to Mars by now. Mars by now. We'd be moving forward instead of backwards. It's very hard. Comes in hot and starts a space force. Yes, exactly. It's very hard to believe if you think about it. Like thinking about, you know, time. Like in the fifties, we were landing on the moon. Yeah. Like the fifties, they had computers that were the size of this room that did like you know what you can do on a calculator now. Yeah. Um, So it's amazing to think that they were able to get all the way to the moon. Yeah. Now now we we just like gave up on it. We have to. The iPhone yeah. 12X Max right here, Johnny, show this. This thing has more power in it than all of the 50s rocket ships combined. Make sure there's no mean text on that screen. Oh, yeah. Just see. Oh, just show <laughs> that one. Just um, so, so anyway, that, uh, that uh, is crazy that we haven't done it. And, and 
I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I believe 100% we went to the moon and all that stuff. Not but, a flat earther? No, I believe the, without, uh, <laughs> that the earth is round. And, okay. Positive, just a thousand dollars with her to wow. secure your spot. There you go. Oh, well, that's, that's probably, I'm sure they're getting people doing it. Um, so, you know, I could understand as we get further and further along in time where more and more people are like, there's no fucking way we went to the moon because we can't even, we can't do shit. Yeah, we, we can't. We do, I mean, we, like, we don't blow up, we don't even go to we, orbit. Yeah, we can't go to the moon even yeah. now. We can't yeah. get to land on the moon. Yeah. But somehow we did it you know, 70 years ago. Like, yeah. That doesn't make any Much sense. less technology, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I can see why as we keep going further and further out, like it, it makes less and less sense why crazy people are saying, you know, none of this stuff even happened. It's the lizard people, man. The lizard people, right. Yeah. So um, who knows? But I'm excited about any kind of progress in space. I think that space progress should be a much more big, a bigger, you know, project. Should be a bigger should be, priority. Should be a bigger priority. I would yeah. much rather them spend money on space exploration because the truth is that earth is not getting any bigger right. and we are multiplying at a crazy rate right uh so you know assuming there's not a covid 2.0 3.0 etc uh yeah. so on and so forth you know the human race give it give it 100 years and it's going to be real populated i mean, I mean if you if I mean, folks are going to be real busy traffic's going to suck covid's not depopulating anybody no so. you're right, you're right. <laughs> let's move on to the next story <laughs> stock market stock market uh <laughs> Very up this week. So we have two conflicting stories. Monday it was up, Tuesday it was down. But in reality, I'm not going to go through each and every one of parts of this story. Instead, I'm going to tell you that it's amazing that the stock market continues to climb, even due to all the things that are happening. And it really took this huge jump when they announced that there was a vaccine that's 90%. Big, beautiful vaccine. Yes. Very effective. Yes. Great. They waited. They waited till the day that they that Trump supposedly lost yeah. to announce the vaccine from Pfizer, and now the Moderna vaccine. They're saying ninety five percent. Oh my god! Um, so as soon as they announced that, the market, of course, went straight up. Yeah. And really, they it did have a down day on Tuesday, but basically, it's been going. Because up. they were anticipating everything opening up because the vaccine's coming, and then yes. Minnesota decided to lock out. Yeah. So now, now we're having some scares where yeah. where things are now people are shutting down again. Yeah. And uh, I know got from DeSantis. Yes. <laughs> Our, our governor here is is not not having no. any of that. He said literally, I, we won't be shutting down. Yeah. And uh, and so there are states now. You know, uh, we have guests in from New York. Uh, those guys are saying how when they go back, yeah, it's going to be locked down all over again. Mm -hmm. Obviously, California they lock things down again. Gyms are reclosing. Yeah, there's curfews again. Um, it's just it's just getting insane. So um, that obviously hurts. But the truth is, uh, overall, the the vaccine is going to and and time will pass. I mean, we have a new vaccine for the flu. You know, yeah. you get a flu shot every year. Yep. You know, we're going to be doing this every year, our new COVID vaccine every year, you know? So they get know. the microchips in you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that one. <laughs> uh, so in more uh, happy news for all the gamers out there, yep. and uh, the actual launch of the new PlayStation Xbox, did we ever pre-order them? Did we get you sent me a, like a, I got one. an email once that you you did yeah. a Xbox. Yeah. yeah, I have to look that up. Yeah. Let's look it up and see. Don't get too excited. The news is a lot of the games are crashing. Systems oh, really? are overheating. It's it's not the launch is not really? uh, not going well. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. All Even the the Xbox Series X. Yeah, Series X is uh, overheating. Whew. Overheating. They're shutting down. Like they're crashing games so much that like the system just goes fuck it, shuts down. Wow. Yeah. And that and then what's going to happen there? What's they're probably going to have to do some kind of update, or they'll end up. Uh, Replace people's systems or recall. So is, is it the Xbox or is it the PlayStation? Both of them. Both, both, of, them. both of them are crashing games. What did they that really happen, Ryan? Did they rush it out of there? Did they rush it or something? Two parts. Uh, 
just a lot of tech issues. And then the second is uh, a lot of young kids are vaping into the machine to watch you go through because it looks cool and they're locking what? them up. Wait a second. People vape into their PlayStation so and their Xbox? Please, please stop vaping into the Xbox or into their PlayStation and then Xbox did the same because they were literally hitting vapor into it. Where's the uh, studio cam, Johnny? You're missing Ryan showing the vapor going yeah. into it. Vapor. Show him. Hold on. Johnny's figuring it out. He's, no, it's taking. No, I'm saying show him. He's vaping. He's showing the vaping. Okay. Oh, you're gonna show. Oh, you're showing vaping in the console, literally. There he goes. That's when you have to, when, they, when Ryan does action movements, you have to catch it, Johnny. Um, so Johnny's getting better. Okay, he's getting better. Don't he, he, He's done this for a little bit. You know. <laughs> I trust Johnny. Um, that's good. You should trust Johnny. Um, if, if I was gonna get have anybody take a picture of my undercarriage, it would be Johnny. Yeah, because he knows all the angles. He does know the angles. Angles, bro. Here's the real quick, just to give you some context of how bad uh, the world has become. This is Xbox actual message. Um, yeah, we can't believe you have to say this. Please do not blow. Vape smoke into your Xbox Series X because I have fucking eagle eyes, bro. Dude, I can't see any of that. I've got glasses. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're concerned. I'll sell you my eyes. So here's an example. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That person's Xbox deserves to not work. What the fuck? You should, I honestly, they should have that. If you do that to your Xbox, it should not work. You should be like, you, this is, lost this the right has players. to be the most moronic generation no. in American oh, okay. history. I was going to say thing. I was going to say no. eating the Tide Pods is dumber, but believe me, that COVID is real. But the, <laughs> but the, the, this generation's lost its goddamn mind. Like, seriously? Seriously. Here it comes. I hope it explodes now. That'd be awesome. <laughs> It's called natural selection. Pivot. It just blows up. Microsoft. All I was doing was blowing smoke into my electronic equipment, yeah. and it yeah. blew up. It's, it was you were sucking on a USB stick filled with nicotine and blowing it into your Xbox. <laughs> Super smart. <laughs> yeah. uh, Disney Plus passes 73 million subscribers as it takes streaming center stage. So it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. Of so people. I know why. Do you know why? I can tell you why. why? Tell me why. The reason why. I'll let you guys know on a secret is the Mandalorian. That's the reason oh, yeah, why. The Mandalorian. I bought, um, I'm not even a Star Wars uh, guy, but I, I actually really like the show. And it's kind of pretty kid friendly, kid ish friendly, right? Not like Aiden. But it's engaging enough for an adult. Yeah, it's engaging enough for an adult. And it's the only place you can watch it. So I would be very interested to know, Ryan, maybe you can look this up, what percentage of people that are buying the, that are streaming this, like, is it for Mandalorian? Because, like, back in the day, Sirius XM, Sirius, people got it for Howard Stern. Howard Stern. 100% Howard yeah. Stern. So, literally, that's why they paid him so much money, because it was all for Howard Stern. Um, Pre-Howard Stern, like, nobody, nobody, you have, I mean, you have to think, too, there's so many people, my family included, yeah. that are obsessed with Disney. Yeah. And not to have, like, their whole catalog just available for streaming is... It's pretty huge. Yeah. Like, you know, we all had the VHSs in those plastic boxes when we were kids. So was it was it not available for streaming before on Netflix back in the day? Like they had certain movies. So now it's all. So now it's like you can watch like fucking every Disney movie, Mickey Christmas, everything. Huh. Yeah. Well, so go ahead, Ryan. The roundabout stats from The Verge is 20 to 23% of okay. all subscribers watch that. And then there's something called Hamilton. Oh, yeah, that's cool, too, yeah. The uh, 30% of viewers. Have you heard of Alexander Hamilton? I have. I, I'm aware of the musical. No. I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming that that's what it, uh, Hamilton is. is. Okay. Uh, but between that, those two, you've got 50% of viewers. Wow. wow, see? 
See, and then the rest of her wanted to watch Snow White? Or Toy, Toy Story. Toy Story. What about that? The movie was terrible. The live action one was awful. Okay, don't watch it. Um, I haven't, so don't watch it. Safe. They'll hate it. Um, so um, we have to also mention, since we're talking about the success of Disney, at the same time, the, the, the actual parks are down 82%, Yeah, uh, which sucks. Um, but interestingly enough, investors don't care. Disney stock is doing pretty damn good at going up because they realize this is now temporary. COVID won't last forever. Right. And Disney's not going anywhere. No. Um, so it's it's interesting that they uh, that the, everybody believes now. Because um, by the way, Disney stock did go down quite a bit yeah. um, when it when everything really started going kicking off with COVID. Some of the other entertainment kind of vacation stocks have not went up quite as much. Um, I'm sure cruises. I'm sure cruises haven't gone up. No, well, they did a little, but then it kind of went down. Yeah. And then like Vegas, obviously. All the, the stocks, like wind and stuff, um, they were doing better, coming back up, and now they, yeah. they're really slumping again yeah. uh, as Vegas is basically shut down. Yep. And that's actually coming up on our next story. Uh, our next story is, because uh, I'm segueing to the Olympia story, Rob. Oh, you're, go, you're going out of order. Why not? Well, it just makes sense. It's called oh, a segue. Segueing. segueing. Did I mention Vegas? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Cutler told me this. Oh, it's not happening, bro. Yeah, he knew. He knew early on. So, the Mr. Olympia contest is no longer in Las Vegas. It has yeah. been in Las Vegas since 1997. Uh, check that out for me, Ryan. It's that Mandalay Bay, right? No, not, not here. I mean, like, it's been in Vegas. I think 1998, it was in Vegas, the Mandalay Bay. I'll ask, put in Mr. Olympia 1997 and see where it was at that year. It may have been New York that year, if I'm, if I'm right. Um, but um, I think so. Let's see if I'm right or wrong. That's, um, but it's coming to this dump. Yeah. So that was Long Beach, ninety-seven. Okay. What was ninety-eight? Beach. Ninety-eight may have been New York, New York. Okay. So ninety-nine was the first year at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. It hasn't left. The whale. Mandalay Bay. Oh, two years off. Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. Bay. Mandalay Bay. Um, well, no, I just thought New York was one year. Jesus. So, um, so Mandalay Bay, and then obviously it moved from Mandalay Bay. To the Orleans, it was a real dump. That uh, was the dump of dumps. Uh, it was a nice arena, uh, but the hotel was terrible. Uh, athletes didn't want to stay there, even though they got the rooms for free. I certainly never wanted to. Stay I'm pretty there. sure the rats didn't want to stay there. No, it was not. A, it was not a nice uh, hotel. No. You walk through the casino, it's all old people in wheelchairs, it smells like walkers, cigarettes and pee. Cigarettes. It smells like cigarettes. And pee. Yeah, it was. It was not a not a great venue. Mandalay Bay was beautiful, yeah. and then now they had moved it. The idea was in Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, which much better, much better, much cooler. Uh, very excited that it was there. Very but, central. Yeah, on the but when we heard like from Jay and other people we know in Vegas saying that the whole place is shut down, yeah, and that they're crazy with the masks. There's no like all the restaurants are shutting down, nightclubs are shutting down, casinos are very restrictive. It's like why really why go there then? Yeah, there's, know, no, there's no point. The that's what you go to Vegas for. It's no all shows, the, the fancy no restaurants, the the shows, and the casinos. Yeah, that's it. no nothing. So for uh, for us, okay. So one of the cool things that they used to do, which hopefully maybe they'll bring back, is they used to travel from place to place. Yeah, everybody who watched Pumping Iron knows that was Victoria, South Africa. Yeah, um, and uh, and basically it has moved around until it uh, it hit Vegas and has stayed there ever since. Yeah. So maybe this is the start of something new. I'm excited that it's in Orlando. Orlando is way less restrictive. There's yeah. stuff to do. Yeah, you have to wear a mask, which is annoying, but you can go to like easier parks. flights for people. So easier flights, flights. Orlando's a very central hub. I've told uh, Dan Solomon and I thought thought it and said it before that if it was traveling again, you could bring it to places like New Orleans, where I know people would love, love all the fans of Ivan would love to go to yeah. Olympia in New Orleans. Yeah. There's tons of stuff to do. There's good restaurants. There's partying. Yeah, it, it makes it like a vacation. Like yeah. you, like going to Vegas, like every year, 
it, it gets old. It, you it know? gets old. Yeah, it if you're does. going, if one year it's in New York or one year it's in LA, one year it's everywhere. Like it's like WrestleMania. It's like people. It turns into a destination. People fly in from different countries, and it's exciting. Yes, yeah. it gives the opportunity uh, for to see see different see stuff. a new place. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know. So, um, Shaq's the ambassador. Yeah, Shaq loves bodybuilding. Interestingly enough, Shaq's getting into uh, uh, wrestling. He was a AEW. There, he's gonna. I think yeah, they're pretty sure he's gonna wrestle in AEW. He's a he's yeah. a, an athlete, man. He could do yeah. it. I just hope he doesn't get hurt in the process. I mean, he's got to have some fragile knees, being seven foot, whatever. And he's kind of a heavier dude. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's training. Yeah, oh, I hope so. Um, so next story on our list, second to the last story, Amazon pushed uh, into the healthcare with online pharmacies. We this watched is, this happen the other day at the hotel. We were watching it on yeah, TV. Happen yeah, live. We were watching it. What we were really watching was seeing the other pharmacy prices. Yeah, Walgreens and CVS. And Rite Aid also took a dump. Yeah. I mean, like we're talking, you know, double digit, twenty yeah. percent double digit dump. dump. Yeah, uh, uh, really crazy how much it's uh, how much it's going down. Amazon, we knew it was going to do this for a while. Uh, it's interesting the market didn't price for this uh, already because this was not like something that just suddenly happened. But it's been something that's been happening for a while. So now you can do if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get your uh, prescription within a, two days. I believe get your free. get your oxys on Prime. Uh, I don't know if you can get oxys on Prime. Ooh, no, no joke. <laughs> Yeah, which is a big one. Huge one. And uh, their service is 100% free. It's just whatever the normal cost is. So they'll pack it, they'll ship it. Shit. And, uh, That's cool. So they've been pushing into it, and then it comes in these little packets. So That's neat. Oh, so you have all your pills ready for and you? It comes in wow. one kit. You just rip. Take wow. your one, rip the next one. Uh, so now... Some people were saying for that's other cool. people, it's easier. You literally just look at oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, that's next, that, that's next level. It's like, uh, yeah. wow. I like my, dad, my dad used to take 25 pills a day and he'd forget. Did I take this one? Do I need to take them again? Like, you don't remember. He just ended up taping them and taking them. He would just take them. Yeah. He was fine. Uh, he's, he's like, like yeah, a cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. Survive a nuclear holocaust. Yes. So uh, <laughs> the uh, this is a very big deal. And uh, I think it shows you uh, where Amazon's going. But it does bring up the fact of a, of a monopoly, antitrust, yeah, we were just about that, yeah. uh, law where, where they can get broken up. Which yeah, is like how up. much longer? I mean, how much? What other industry can they kill? I mean, they're killing yeah. so many industries. If I was Jeff Bezos, uh, I would maybe I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm saying this like this is news to him, but I'm sure he has people, lawyers, and people that are working on that every day to lobby the government to try to get people not to, you know, push into that. Because yeah, he's he's crushing grocery, yep. he's crushing pharmacy, yep. so obviously, yeah, Reta- and yeah. retail, all retail in yeah. general, all yeah. mom pop retail. Um, they're Food, doing, whole foods. yeah, they're doing, yeah, yeah foods, mm-hmm. whole foods, right? They're doing. Uh, if you're in the dietary supplement game, you know already that they have a bunch of different brands. They have a generic brand. They're buying brands. They're acquiring stuff constantly, and uh, it's like you never know what the next thing is going to be. But I mean, there's going to be more and more. Yeah. It looks like if I were them. I would really think hard, long and hard about what to do, you know, with all this. By the way, that was a pre-market from before anything happened because we were, they were way more down than that at yeah. the close of the yeah, day. Um, so um, pretty interesting. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens with Amazon going forward. Um, the stock price continues to climb. It's at 3,200 or 3,300 at, at this point. So it's, who knows? And, and I'm sure it'll split in the near future like Tesla split. Yeah. Tesla's went up like crazy. It actually entered the S&P 500. Yeah, talking about Elon Musk. Yeah. So he is, uh, That's I, believe, your guy. I believe he is now uh, uh, about to pass up Mark Zuckerberg. Or approaching pass up money I think Did he? I, I, somewhere he might, I think he's he might close. have already. I think they're saying he's going to, yeah, but I'm not sure. But, so he's a very, very, very wealthy uh, man now. And I think that is only going to continue. 
Uh, and people like him too. That's the one big difference. Mark Zuckerberg is not widely liked. Uh, people find him robotic and strange. Creepy. Creepy, yeah. Whereas Elon Musk is kind of like a modern day Iron Man. Where like yeah. I'm thinking, you know, he's like a, like a real yeah, he's life. like smoking pot and Joe Rogan. Yeah, just doing whatever. He's, cool. he's like a bad boy yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, he's like the genius, the, the eccentric, eccentric genius. interesting genius. Yeah. Whereas um, Mark Zuckerberg is kind of like the nerdy, dorky, uh, you know. Yeah. Although I will tell you, Although that's not not affecting his cool factor, I've seen some pictures of, uh, of getting Elon a little, little getting very 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 heavy, bloated. Yeah, like he's on some kind of corticosteroids or something. Maybe he is bloating up. I hope he doesn't have any issues going on. Um, anyway, uh, finally we end with uh, some Christmas cheer. The uh, the Rockefeller Center tree. Have Did you, you ever... see this shit? Yeah, so we're about to see it. Johnny's about to pull it up. The Dude. Rockefeller Center tree is one thing that people look forward to every if year. That is City. not a 2020 tree. Yeah. That represents this year. I don't know what the fuck I, is. Not, do you think that they thought that this was a good tree? I mean, like, because every year it's, it's a tremendous, spectacular cycle. I feel up. like they're trolling you us. See, it's all it's, falling apart. It's falling so apart. Yeah. It, it's like they yeah. picked a, a tree that's literally falling apart. It's so sad. So, as a tree expert? Yes. Um, what is that called? The, uh, uh, arborist. Ar yeah, weirdo. Yeah, arborist. Go ahead. At the no. Singerman Arboretum, yes, uh, where this tree was selected. Mm, no, and it's not at my arboretum. That's not his tree. I would, I would kick that thing out. Well, it looked healthy. It did. And then what they have to do is they net it to get it like this. Yes. So it will fall back out and fill back out uh, as time passes. You're saying this tree is going to get healthier looking as time yes. passes? Oh. As a uh, unless they're going to do like the hair extension version of it trees. Looks, it looks messed up right here. It looks See like how a, this is all on the top here? It's, it's Holding up on its own, yeah. Because it was taut. I'm pretty so sure. What happens is the branches will then open. What if they just all fall off, like the ones that are falling off there? Well, that would be bad. Yeah, I I'm think I'm pretty sure this one's defective. I would, I would, uh, would bet my money that this tree is not as good as the normal tree, uh, because normal tree is spectacular. Look at this thing. It looks like a weed, a weed bud, doesn't it? Yeah, literally a little weed bud. It's a democratic tree. It's falling apart <laughs> at the seams. So no there's, foundation. There's going to be some of it for everyone after all the pieces fall off. It was, it was, yeah, it was a little bit for everybody. <laughs> breaks. Everybody can. That have Cuomo there. definitely fucking picked that tree. <laughs> so you know, it's, I, I feel sad for New York. It's like New York. I feel sad. Anything, Rockefeller right? Center yeah, uh, tree is the people, most yeah. beautiful tree. Well, it used to be anyway. No, it used to be anyway. We're, by the way, we were discussing uh, earlier. We're gonna decorate the lobby for the holidays. Yeah, cool, cool. So we're gonna get like a nice tree foot there, and oh, then we'll yeah. get a. I, I lobbied also for a large uh, menorah. Or a Hanukkah bush. What's that? Is that the, like the flaming bush that talks to Moses? Yeah, it could be. Could I, I, do you want me to like burn a bush every flames, morning? Smell some fake flames would be cool. This is, uh, yeah, look, look at that. You're going to tell me that thing is going to blossom into that? It's like a butterfly. You start as a... Sometimes every year it starts as this? I've never seen it like that. Nobody, they've been doing this forever. John, John, you missed out. Do that again. Hold on. Watch. Show us again. Here, you oh, got to show you got to show Ryan Blossom. Go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, nice America's go. whitest tree. Look at that. Blossom. That's a pasty uh, tree right there. Yeah, make me look tan. I feel yeah. tan now. Yeah. I feel tan. You you're like you like John Natty shot. I, I was tan Ryan. before. Yeah. And I wasn't I said maybe it's the shirt, but now I saw Ryan. I am I am actually pretty tan. tan. I'm not Johnny and you tan, but I'm I'm you know, approaching. <laughs> we can't all ask for perfection. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, with that in mind, uh, we're going to go to commercial break. We will be back in just a few minutes with Max Terriot. You were telling me I didn't have to pee here. I could have gone to the bathroom during. Yeah. 
Oh, you can pee here. I can go to the bathroom. No, no, nobody's holding you back. All right. Let's go to a break. Thanksgiving is only a week away, but we're starting the festivities early. This week, Redcon 1 is giving away free swag, like this limited edition Navy Gold Future hoodie. This hoodie was exclusively for the Redcon 1 Elite Athletes, but is now available to the public for the very first time. It's yours for free when you spend $50 or more on our site. Spend $85 to receive any two-pound protein on our site. Choose between our meal replacement, MRE Light, our Whey Isolate Isotope, or Go Green with our Vegan Protein Green Beret. Spend $125 or more, and we'll add our pump formula, Big Noise, into the mix. Spend $165, and it gets you free shipping as well. Use the code READY30 to save an additional 30% off at checkout. You can't beat that deal. We have very limited supplies of our Navy Gold Future hoodies, so once they're gone, they're gone. Visit redcon1.com to order yours right away. Welcome back to the show. I uh, hope uh, you are doing very well. You may notice my co-host, temporary co-host, Eduardo, is gone. And uh, I'm very happy that way I have our next guest all to myself. I'm excited to announce uh, Max Terriot, who is the star of the CBS hit TV show, Navy SEAL Team. I was saying Navy SEAL Team. The SEAL Team, which uh, I had the great pleasure of actually visiting the set and getting to know him and uh, A.J. Buckley. Uh, very well, and, and adding them to the team here at Redcon One. So, without further ado, let me bring on Max. What's Max. going on, brother? How's it going, man? What's up, man? I'm, I'm glad we got you on the show. We've been I've been wanting to get you on for quite a while. I'm glad we fit we fit it into the schedule. Yeah, I know. I know it's perfect. You know, I I uh, was hoping we could try and sneak in one of these Thursdays, um, but you know, filming and stuff is kind of nuts and uh, unpredictable. So I'm glad I got a, a little mini break here for Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, getting to getting to come in here and chat. Yeah, that's awesome. And so the uh, the move, the actual set, relatively just opened up, right? I mean, uh, a few months ago, you guys were still on kind of like a 
indefinite break until things got figured out, right? Yeah. So, you know, with all this stuff going on with COVID and there was just so much unknown, I mean, obviously for everybody, um, but, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of unknown in the film industry. And um, we were sort of just on hold. Like normally we start shooting the show in July and we shoot through, you know, like March and April. And uh, this year was kind of like it just they sort of just kept prolonging it going, OK, hey, August uh, almost, you know, OK, the new time where it tries, you know, September one. And then it sort of just kept pushing and we eventually got going in September. So it was good. It's good to get, you know, lifted off and, and sort of uh, accustomed to some of the new procedures in filming, which are very uh, different for all of us. And but we're doing a good job, man. We're we're, you know, lean and uh, getting in there and kicking ass. So. Um, so I'll have to, I got to ask you about the procedures and filming. So last time I, I had, like I said in the beginning, I, I had the, uh, the, the pleasure of coming and seeing the set, uh, hanging out with AJ a lot, meeting you there on the set. And uh, the, I don't know if, what people's idea or their, their conception, how they imagine like a show, a big show like SEAL Team is actually shot, but there's a lot of people on the set. There's a lot of movement. There's, it's, it is a, uh, I mean, it's a pretty incredible place to go into that studio, the big, it's almost like an airplane hangar practically mm -hmm. that's been built out into the sets. So there's actually a, a, an airplane in there. There's an AC-130, a recreation of the, of, the, of the plane that the team guys fly on to get deployed. And uh, it is huge. And there's a lot of moving parts. How is it different now? So, you know, we, we still have all those same sets. It's just this, you know, we're a little more contained. Um, the, you know, the crew, which is, 200 and some odd people, like I think roughly 250, um, you know, they've kind of broken everybody up into pods and there's like people who are in certain zones and, um, you know, obviously everybody's wearing masks. I mean, that part is kind of hard to get used to as an actor because it's like you're in the scene and you're focused on the material and you're focused on, you know, the intent of the scene and, and just sort of everything that's going on. Right. And so you're trying to be in that world yet, you know, with the new procedures, basically what we do is, you're, you're wearing a mask, they roll the cameras, you take your mask off, you start shooting. As soon as they yell cut, put the mask back on oh, all day long, all day long. Yeah, so it's, dude, it's fucking crazy. But, um, you know, I think everybody's getting the hang of it now and just kind of finally getting into the routine of getting used to the mask on and off thing. Um, I don't know, it's just, you know, I guess like anything known for, for, for so many people, regardless of what job you're doing, right? Like us at SEAL team, like we're, you know, we're in season four now. And so we're a, like a close family and, you know, you come back and from filming a, a regular season the year before and into this new world. Right. And it's like these half of these people are like your family. You want to go up and give them a hug. And, and there's sort of that, that awkward thing that everybody's going through where you're like, dude, I want to, like, can I, do you want to give you one of these? Like, what do you, what do you yeah. do? You know? And, I don't know, man, it's, it's weird, but we're still working through it. And, you know, I think the, I think the cool thing that we're doing on the show um, this season, which I think people were kind of excited about because, you know, a lot of shows sort of didn't know, like, how do we approach, you know, life with COVID? Like, do we address it in television shows or what do we do? And um, so we sort of took the, you know, the, the no um, move and, uh, you know, because for, for me also, like as a viewer, like, I don't know, like when I watch a movie or watch a TV show, like, yeah, it's that's that's my escape, man. Like, I want to I just want to sit back and be entertained. Like, I, I don't want to be reminded of, of, of shit that's going on in the world. That's, you know, frustrating, depressing, whatever. Right. And so 
so I think that's I think that's something that we're doing that you know I was pleased with their decision to do that and I think uh, we got some some badass episodes. The first two episodes are fucking insane. Like we went up and we filmed at Big Bear, so it's the first time we've seen like real snow on the show. Um, uh, you know, like we're in in Afghanistan, in the mountains, and that stuff looks it's cool. I mean, the scope is huge. It's like it's epic. Do they want to? Do they want to do that more outside stuff just for the? The COVID thing, or that was planned anyway. So yeah, that was sort of that was sort of it, really. You know, like I think their big their big ideas for this season is just more containment, so less exposure to different environments, and that way, you know, we focus more on the stages and in our, you know, in the, the team base, um, the dev group, like team room, the cages, the plane, um, and then outdoor stuff. So really, sort of try and focus on those two those two areas. But who knows? Hopefully, you know, hopefully this season will go uh, maybe we'll go somewhere towards the end of the year. You know, we've we've been lucky the last two years. Um, two years ago, we went to Puerto Rico and filmed. And then last year we went to Serbia and filmed for a month. So we've we've gotten to, to travel to some cool spots and uh, which is not typical for certainly network television. Yeah. I do. Do you find that people um, on the set? are really worried like is there still a lot of like fear or are people now just like deal so I, there's a really you know you're in california too which is mm-hmm. something and obviously you know I, I would imagine things may be different than in in florida um yeah. but it seems to me here uh, the, the fear level is way less and it's more of like you just got to do what you got to do uh but there is it more are people on the set that are actually really really worried or are they just doing what, what it's required um, I think it's both. I think it's a mix. You know, I, I assume it's probably, I guess, the level of fear and uncertainty is probably higher here than in Florida, like you said. Um, but it's a real mix, right? So you have a lot of people that, um, that you know, are sort of just like, all right, well, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, it's because we are such like a close-knit family for the few people that really are, you know, I guess, you know, going to work because they need to go to work, but are sort of afraid to be there. Um, everybody is conscious of that. And so I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a respectful sort of environment and sort of going like, Hey, look, like I, we know that people aren't comfortable with this stuff and we're all trying to figure it out together. Um, but it's it certainly, I, I think it's, it, it feels like it's getting more comfortable for everybody, right? Like now that we've been back shooting a couple months and everybody's kind of like, okay, I can kind of breathe now, you know, this is, I guess this is okay. Um, it, it, it seems to be sort of more that feeling the longer we've been filming. Makes sense. And the, yeah. the, the show itself, uh, you guys ended the season early, right? You didn't expect to end it where you did, right? Yeah. So we, I think we finished at episode um, 20. And so we had two episodes to go, um, which like, you know, as the viewer last season, I think it's a little hard because you kind of miss like the big, finish right but that being said like now we're kicking off with like a really and we're actually running them as a a a one a one parter it's it's like a two-hour season premiere um so it's like just a big epic what should have been the finale they tweaked a little stuff um for the ending to change it to kind of you know pick up to where we are now and uh and now they're playing those two first yeah that's that's uh i know uh I know people are, I'm sure, very, very excited uh, because there really hasn't been anything out at all. I mean, you go to Netflix. I mean, you go to iTunes. It's really, I'll look at what's new, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm hanging out with the, the wife at night. 
it's like the top movies are now all old movies where people yeah. are watching, you know, all old stuff. Braveheart was like in the top 10 recently. And I'm like, geez, you know, uh, great yeah. like when was that in the top 10 last on, on iTunes? People are just going back and recycling now. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and I think people, yeah. And people are now like finding movies that yeah. they, you know, that they maybe never watched or never heard of, or, you know, like I did this, this like kind of, I guess it wasn't indie, it was a relativity movie, but I did this um, s- smaller, like um, like psychological thriller uh, with Jennifer Lawrence, like ten years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, all of a sudden, like I turn on Netflix to like show my ki- like pull some of my kids one day, you know. And you know, it's like top movies in the USA, and that was like it was like the number one movie, and I was like, whoa, like apparently this thing just surfaced out of nowhere on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's how I do this. I don't know. Okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, I can see why it could happen because you get a little traction, you move up the ranks, and people start scrolling through, and they go, oh, what's this one? You know, it looks mm-hmm. cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, it gets uh, rediscovered. I imagine yeah. uh, in Hollywood right now, are, are other people uh, actively shooting, or is movie sets and most TV shows empty still? So I heard a figure, and I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I heard something like they're like 30% of what, the, you know, they were doing before is kind of like what what's filming right now um so they're they're going but you know it's it's i think there's still like a lot of hurdles and you know it seems like different studios are going at different speeds and um you know and then you got people like like tyler perry who's got like his you know he built like his own freaking studio in atlanta or whatever and he's got like housing and everything and he's like hey we're just gonna just start crushing movies out here and lock everybody down on this place like a base smart. uh but it, I, I got smart man he just <laughs> you know he knows how to get it done so yeah for sure so you were telling me right before that you're you're in sonoma i think uh very it's very interesting that you you know you're not just a, you're a businessman not just doing acting you know and which is a full-time thing obviously and very time intensive being on the set you know you guys are there like all day all mm-hmm. night but you have fi- some, somehow find time to be a, a family man and uh, a businessman. Give us a little bit of info on that. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you know, born and raised in the Bay area. Um, I grew up up here in Sonoma County, you know, my family moved here in 89, um, lived here my entire life. My dad grew grapes, um, was a farmer and, you know, I, I just kind of grew up on the vineyard, like working with him in the vineyard and riding on the tractor and um, a couple of buddies and I, we were, I think we were 21. Uh, they came home from college. I just been doing movies and working and, uh, we kind of got together and we sort of all had this idea at the same time and said, Hey, why don't we start using some of the grapes from our family vineyards and start making wine, like make our own winery. And, uh, so that was sort of the inception. Like these just three kids grew up here. Um, so we started making wine and, uh, 2011, um, and it sort of just exploded from there, honestly, like it kind of j- much, much greater than I think any of us ever anticipated. Um, and, you know, we knew we knew that we were in, you know, some of the world's best growing regions for Pinot Noir, Chardonnay right here where we lived. And, uh, you know, we had we had access to really great fruit through relationships with people that I've known my whole life. And. Um, fortunately we, we partnered with a world-class winemaker in 2013, Thomas Rivers Brown. And, um, it's kind of just been just continuing from there, you know, just, just continuing to build and we make Cabernet now and, um, 
um, have had a lot of great reviews from critics and stuff, which has also really helped. And um, it's sort of just built word of mouth. So, you know, in the beginning, it was I was definitely more hands on, like, you know, the first year, um, like we were out there, the three of us, you know, pruning, like we were out there harvesting. I was trucking grapes to the winery like it was a it was a it was kind of crazy. And now, you know, we have a lot of great people who work with us um, that handle a lot of those things. But, you know, I still I still work basically on census every day um, with one of my business partners and discuss like mostly high level stuff, whether it's new vineyard stuff, you know, property acquisitions. Um, like I, I focus on a lot of the branding and like marketing stuff also. Um, yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been crazy, but uh, I, I like. I, I, uh, yeah. Johnny just showed you uh, the uh, Instagram and for anybody out there watching that um, that thinks they're going to go buy a bottle, you can forget about it uh, because I've tried and there are, there are what I'm waiting for, for in, uh, in perpetuity that you're sold out. This stuff is, uh, is like hotcakes. Just it's not available to just anybody who wants to buy it. Right. Yeah. So we have, you know, like you can sign up on our mailing list and um, basically, you know, as active list buyers um, decline to purchase, we continue to add more members. And as we continue to grow, we're able to add more members. Um, but yeah, I mean, being a member doesn't mean you're obligated to buy the wine. It just gives you the opportunity to purchase. So you know, our wines are all kind of sold on first come, first serve basis. Uh, we generally sell out within some wines within minutes, hours. Um, but at the most, like we're usually done with a release within a day or two. Um, and I think we have like, I don't know, maybe a two year wait right now about there probably to get wine. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's super, uh, super exciting and cool because I think some people are probably watching don't know the wine world uh, that much to, to know that, you know, you, obviously you have a finite amount that you can produce. You don't have mm -hmm. an infinite amount of bottles. It's not like uh, protein powder where I'm never going to run out of the ability to make more protein powder. You have so much land. It can grow so many grapes and it can make so much wine. And once you hit that number, there's no more, right? It's, it can't be more. Totally. And for us, like, you know, our, our whole thing is like always like quality over quantity. And because like you said, like grapes, you can't just, you know, where we live and the places where we want to source grapes from, there is only so much land, there's only so many vineyards. And so we can only ever make so much wine because the only other way to do that would be to go outside of these regions and make wine from, you know, areas that, you know, we particularly aren't really excited about or don't think make the, the, the types of wine that we want to make. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, you know, that will limit um, the quantity really forever. Um, so what, so for just the, as a business man, I'm thinking to myself, so if the, if the demand uh, uh, exceeds the supply, you, the, the, the choice is you just continually raise the pricing, right? I mean, that would be the... Continually raise the pricing, you know, without basically offending anybody. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, it's just continuing to try and, you know, like some of these really, really premium vineyards, right? Like some of them even have wait lists to get their grapes. So that's sort of the next steps for us, right? To continue to grow is to be able to gain access to some of these other sites. And there's some other really great sites that we kind of keep adding. And as census becomes more, um, more known and more talked about and whatever, um, we, these opportunities basically come up more for us to access to these really great sites because now these people go, Oh, well, 
we know they're going to make a great wine and we know, you know, it's going to, it's going to score well, or we know that it's, you know, um, it, 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 it makes them look good also. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. um, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of the, the grow for us really right now. Yeah. It makes sense. They want, it increases their reputation by uh, being part of a, a, a good, a great wine. Right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it's like but, for me, I can compare it to the, uh, the, you know, comparing it to the RTD business. So we're releasing, as you know, the MRE RTD is ready to yeah. drink. And so there's only so much hot fill antiseptic lines available in the country and they will not allow you. The reason why it took so long to make the product is because these uh, manufacturing facilities don't want to dud. They don't want to give up their very limited line time um, because you don't, you can't just do it once. Now that that line time is, is a monthly thing. They give it to us instead of uh a milk, like a milk or a baby formula or whatever. And now that line time uh, can't be, if, it, if we are dud and it doesn't sell, now they've opened up line time to somebody that, that isn't going to turn. So like for us, it took forever to convince somebody to even try our samples to go, okay, it's it's good enough to to give away some line time. So it's kind of yeah. like a similar thing. Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's only, there's exactly like, there's only, I don't know, there's only so much opportunity for, you know, for folks to kind of to get in there so yeah i'm dude i'm i'm pumped by the way on the on the rtd <laughs> I, I, I i'm so excited um i uh i still i still crush the um the ready to drink um total wards i mean i still i do the powder too but i don't know why i go back to those a lot like if i have if i have those in stock like I'll I'll crush those first, and then I'll and maybe it's because because I'm being lazy. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's because I can tell you for sure that's why I drink them is because it's yeah. it's easier, right? It's just faster. I go grab it, and uh, instead of mixing it up in the whole the uh, the hassle of doing it, which sounds ridiculous to people, yeah. But I, it, it, it's, that is the truth. The convenience factor. That's why I'll drink them or RTD so much uh, so frequently is because it's just easier. Uh, that's uh, I mean, that's what it's all about. We're we're always looking at trying to make things more convenient uh, with the supplements. So that's definitely a, a big thing for you. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Sonoma because it's like, I, I feel like probably uh, I would imagine one of the reasons you're such an outdoorsman that you're into all the stuff you're into is probably growing up there, right? It's very different than growing up in LA. Yeah, no, totally. Like, you know, I like I live now up here on 90 acres, you know, it's like uh, everybody kind of looks at me like, like, you know, especially in, in Los Angeles, that like, dude, this dude is a like total square post and a round hole down here, you know, like, how did you end up in LA? How did you end up an actor? Um, and I sort of ask myself the same question all the time. I'm like, I'm like, look, I, like, I love acting. I love my job. I love directing. Um, but I totally ask myself that all the time. I'm like, how did I get here? Like, how did I go from that place to here? Um, because, you know, a lot of kids like who were raised in LA, like, they're just around it, right? Like there's a lot of parents who are in the industry in some form or whatever. And so the opportunity is really there. And up here, like while there's stuff in San Francisco, there's not in Sonoma. Um, and I kind of, I kind of got into it um, totally just by chance and accident. Um, and, you know, at a, at a young age. And uh, for me, it was like, I still, you know, it wasn't really like a job yet. Like I was, I, w I was sort of more just blown away by the whole thing. And, and did you, did you get like a talent scout spot you or something. So I did like some plays and stuff as a kid and like in middle school. And I ended up meeting this guy who was a manager 
And uh, basically he was like, hey, I think you'd be a great actor. Like, I think you have like, the, like a natural whatever for this. And, um, you know, I, was, I mean, I was a just a country boy, like kid, you know, like I grew up like running around outside, like, you know, fishing every day after school, like um, sort of just looked at him like, uh, what? Like, what, what does that mean? Um, and my parents were super supportive. They were like, sure. And this dude was like, hey, uh, sounds a little weird looking back, like send your kid with like a complete freaking stranger to L.A. But the guy was like, hey, let's, you know, I'll take you down there, like try and get you an agent. And, you know, he was familiar with the world. He was like a child actor, actually. And um, we went down and I remember we went to an agency. We walked in and I don't remember like what he said throughout the deal. But in my mind, it was sort of some sort of thing where. You know, I said, hey, I'm looking for an agent. And uh, they're like, great, have you done anything or any experience? I'm like, nope. And uh, I remember, I still remember this day they had, um, it was a Reese's peanut butter cup uh, cereal commercial. And they had like the, the lines from the commercial printed out. And they said, hey, like take this, go sit in the other room, memorize it or whatever, read it, whatever you want to do and come back in and like, hit us with it. And so I like went in the other room. I just had one of those like really good, like photographic memories as a kid and could always like memorize shit like really easily. And so I went in the other room, read it, memorized it, went back in there and, you know, laid this, uh, which, you know, looking back, it was probably actually really terrible at the time. I don't, I have no idea how I did, but, um, I did it and they were like, great, we'll represent you. And, uh, and that was sort of like literally how it started. And then I just, started coming to LA for auditions. Um, just, to, just to stop you for a second, that's obviously very rare, right? It's not like, that's not the normal story where this guy, manager says, hey, come meet the guy, and you do something quick, and you like, okay, let's do it, right? That's unusual. People work long time to get that, to make that happen, right? Totally, no, and you know, I don't, you know, I like, I'm, I know that I'm super fortunate and blessed to be where I am, and, you know, not like I haven't worked hard to get here, but I know that, you know, a lot of people have put in, you know, people put in years and years and years of working really hard to break into this industry. That's tough to break into. Um, and, you know, I sort of, like, I, I know that I'm blessed and I sort of just like fell into this world. Um, you know, somebody who like naturally by looking at me and looking, you know, I grew up in a town of, you know, a thousand people like, you never expect that kid to end up there. Um, but uh, well, I yeah. Remember, I, I remember discounted because like you went in there and you had the ability to do, knock that out of the park and impress the agent. Lots of people would have been very nervous, wouldn't have been able to remember it. You know, it's not like it's, I wouldn't, I would never want to discount the fact that, that you, know, you know, things happen. I believe things happen for a purpose and a reason. Yeah. And, and there's uh, certainly you have free will, but there's a destiny and you went there and did something that most people couldn't have me at your age. I'm sure I would have screwed that thing up. Right. So yeah. And I'm like, oh, it would have been bad. And the guy like, we're not representing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. That was really great. Uh, yeah. You, you know what? Maybe come back another time. Yeah, exactly. uh, so later. Would you have, if that would have happened, if they would have said, yeah, you're not going to work for us. Would you have went back and, and like worked on it and done it again? Or would that have been it? I don't know. Honestly, it, it may have been it, you know, I know. So I, I remember I, I auditioned for a couple commercials 
um, first, which was, I guess, sort of like the normal thing. And um, I remember, and I had a really, really terrible experience uh, that I went to this commercial and it was like for a food, like a canned food company or something. And it was sort of one of these, these, you know, like those crazy, like casting call deals, right. Where there's, it basically the setting was like a family eating dinner and it's this canned food and they're eating dinner and discussing how great the canned food is or whatever. It's like green beans or something. And there's, you know, 50 moms in the room and there's 50 dads in the waiting room and there's 50 kids in the waiting room. And there's like all these people and they're sort of just sending you in there randomly with two other people to like do this scene. And I, I remember going in and, uh, the guy who was like going to be my dad, like he said something like he was like, he came over to me before and I'm like a young kid. And he, he said something about like, you know, you need to like, and was like really hard on me about like, basically don't fuck this up for us. (laughs) And we went in and I was just, and I was like, I was just pissed. I was like, fuck this guy. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't need this. Like, I don't know who this guy is, you know, it was just like, so we went in we went in and we started doing this scene and he uh he started asking about like how you know so son how was uh how was soccer practice today and i looked at him and i was like i was like soccer practice like what the fuck are you talking about i was like i play football i don't play soccer and he like had this look on his face he just went like wide-eyed and was like what is going on uh-huh. And like yeah, so I, t- I totally basically just sabotaged the whole thing. You were the rebellious kid. You oh yeah, you should have got you should have got on on board with that. Like, don't talk back to me, son. <laughs> yeah, I know he, he had an opportunity there. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and then after that, I remember I was like, I told the manager guy, I told the agent, I was like, I don't want to go to one of those ever again. I'm not going to their commercial thing. I'm like, I hate that. I'm not doing it. And um, I got you, super lucky. You do a lot of those type of things, Max, where you have to do like. Were you going in with a group of people where you're competing against them? And then this huge group of people are all kind of battling it out and people are leaving like, like you see in, in the movies, right? Where it's like a group of people, somebody walks in, walks out dejected, the other guy walks out and then it's your turn. Yeah. So earlier on in my career, definitely more, um, like less so, I guess, in, in, in more recent years, like the more work I've done, the less of those experiences I've had to have, right? Um, which is, I guess, is sort of just the progression. So it's, it's, I'm not, ex- I'm not exposed to, to too many of those anymore. Um, but, you know, there's still like, I guess, I don't know, I've, I've kind of, I've been doing the same these last two shows, I guess, for so many years now that I haven't really honestly had time to even do anything else. But right before those, it was kind of maybe for like big, like comic book movie type stuff, you know, where they would still do it. Um, but it would sort of be like the same guys. Like you go in and you'd see the same, five or 10 dudes and everybody like, you know, I'm like, Oh, it's this guy from this movie and this guy from this movie. And they're like, Oh, it's Max from the pacifier or what? You know I mean? It was like, it's kind of like everybody sort of knows everybody. Um, but it is weird. That you like hate it. You're like this fucking guy's back in here again. So, so in, uh, I think I was like 19, 18, 19, 20, something like that. And I lived with these guys in LA who went to LMU and I had this really great friend, Brandon, who was the guy could sell like anything to anybody. Like he's just, he just has the gift of gab and like with everybody, he can charm the pants off anybody and he's he's great, great dude. Um, But he, and he'll, he'll talk to anybody. So 
we were on our way to um i had this audition for some movie i don't remember the movie but uh he he was like off school that day he went to college in la and i lived with him and he was like oh i'll, I'll roll with you to your auditions i'm like all right so we're rolling the audition well a couple years before maybe a year before i had had this encounter with this actor and it was a movie that i actually ended up getting hired for i did it um but there were like three basically final actors that they wanted to like test screen or whatever, you know, you go out and like all the producers are there and you read the lines. So he, this kid was sitting there in the waiting room then. And he was like, just staring at me. And he kept staring at me like really awkwardly. And so finally I was like, what, what are you, what are you looking at? And he looked at me, he's like, Oh, he's like, it didn't work. I'm like, what didn't work? And he's like, well, he's like, normally people like get all weirded out. And he's like, I like to try and intimidate other actors before they get into the room. And I was like, it's like this in my head. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, that's how you're going to fucking, that's how you're going to win is by intimidating the guy and making him nervous before he's in the room. Like, come on, bro. Like you can do better than that. And so I'd always kind of remember this and been like, you know, <laughs> screw this guy. So we're on the way flash forward to with Brandon's going with me to this audition. We're on the way to audition. And I happened to be telling him this story that I'd never told him. Well, we get there, we get into the waiting room and Brandon and the kid like walks in and he happens to be there. And there's like four or five guys in the waiting room. My buddy Brandon's sitting next to me and this guy's in there and he's sort of pacing around, whatever. And Brandon says something to him like, hey, uh, have you ever like ran in like randomly? He's like, have you ever ran anybody that like tries to intimidate other actors? And the guy was like, what? And I kick Brandon. I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's him. And so Brandon basically ends up almost getting into a fight with this guy <laughs> in, in the lobby of, of like the little waiting room to go in and like meet with his director. The kids like they're, they're like swearing at each other at this point. The guy was like, you're not even here auditioning to my buddy. My, my buddy is like, well, how do you know I'm not? Maybe I am now. He's like, maybe I'm an audition. And they're sitting there like talking shit. Here's like four other actors. They're like, what is going on right now? Like, why are, why are these dudes about to get into it? Um, and so that's kind of, I've always sort of remembered that dude. Now, did that guy get, did he get psyched out by Brandon? Did he go in and get the oh, job? Oh, no, did he? Oh, no, he did not get the job. He was totally fucking thrown off his game. He was like, I've never, I've never seen this guy in my life. Who is he? Like, he's even an actor. And Br yeah, Brandon totally had him just fucking, he was, he was like bent out of shape. Just you know who had him. Is? Is, is this a known person? Is he like, or is he? He's not. Uh, I mean, he's an, he's he does like quite a few movies. He's not like a big big name. He, he's he's sort of more. Uh, I would say more in the like indie world. You know, edgy. Yeah. I wouldn't know his name then. No, 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 no. It's not like you know. I'm not. It's not like oh, it's Robert Pattinson or something. It's not like. Yeah. It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Guy's a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a weird. Um, yeah. So that's a uh, that's that's a good that's a good story. Uh, and he ended up getting thrown off by the whole thing. I, I have to ask you, Johnny, or can you pull up uh, the picture? Sounds a little weird now. I set it up weird, but the picture <laughs> <I> on. <laughs> yeah. Um, because because you have been training. I like to say that it's at least a little bit red kind of one uh probably more work from you than red kind of one but uh you got like super jacked bro so like when did you like so in the beginning of the tv show in 
when you go back and watch season one of SEAL Team, you didn't look like this. You obviously made a conscious decision to really ramp up the training. For sure. So I, I'll give you like the sort of full evolution of it. We have time, right? Yeah. It's not that long, but so the first, like I, you know, I wrestled in, in high school and stuff, but you know, I never really like worked out and like hit the gym. The first time when I sort of consciously started thinking like, Hey, do you guys have, I don't know if the photo is like on, I think I know the photo you're talking about. Yeah, it's, is it higher up? And it might've been on my story. Um, That's a good one, but there's an even better one. Uh, I can send it to you or something if you want. Um, but I know the one you're talking about, I can send it to you. Yeah, um, yeah you must have, maybe post on the story, you're like, you're like ridiculous. Uh, but but that's still, I mean, the point you just showed is also, I mean, that, so go ahead with the, with the story, yeah. So, it was like it was in 2010. That's an old one. That's pre. That's pre-Redcon one days. Yeah, he was. He still looks good. But then there's one, the new one where he's like, looks like he's competing uh, in a kind of. <laughs> I like, I have it. I have it. I'll find it. It was actually funny. Like so, I was. I think I was actually wearing this shirt, and I was out at the beach here in the coast the other day, and this woman and man came up to me, and it was like the first time like ever where I was like, yes. I'm starting to, I'm starting to get bigger. Like, you know, it's like, cause I was always like a, a naturally a small kid, you know, like my freshman year in high school, I wrestled, you know, one twelves. I was 110 pounds. Jeez. And so I was, you know, right when I started lifting weights, I think I was like a buck 45. Right. And so I was always a skinny dude. And so for me, it was like, it's always been hard to put on like size. Um, but so I was, at, I was at the beach and um, this woman, man came up to me and I thought that they were like fans of SEAL team or whatever. And um, she said something like, she said something like, hey, you're looking like, you're looking really great. She said that. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I thought it was like a SEAL team thing or whatever. And she's like, you know, my, my husband used to build. And I was like, oh, she's like, yeah. She's like, so are you competing soon? And then I realized I'm like, this woman thinks that like, I'm just like into like bodybuilding and has no idea that I'm an actor. Huh. And I turned around and I was like, like my wife was there. I was like, Babe, I'm like, you got to hear this story. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, forget like knowing that I was like, I don't care. Like, everybody does. Like, yes, it's finally working. I'm like, they're noticing. Um, but so it, 2010, I'll tell you the story. I'm trying to find this picture. But 2010, um, here's one in a red on shirt. Can I send it to you or who should I send it to you? Send it to me. Send it to me. I'll send it to Ryan. Uh oh, Max froze. He broke the internet with his picture, Ryan. Yeah, well, he's so ripped, ripped. He was ripped. He's ripped. He's shredded out of his mind in this picture. He literally. Am I here? Up oh, there, he's back. Oh, I mean, am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. I might, I might be drain. I might be. I might be draining down my country Wi-Fi up here. Yeah, by sending the picture, you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, or I'm like, you know, it's used to send the picture. Um, yeah, it, uh, this this is the one you're talking about, though. I sent you. No, yeah, it's it. it uh, he is in the kind of condition where you can you would compete, you know, like, uh, but that's that's pretty cool. Uh, was your wife impressed? Oh, I think the pictures. That means the picture's coming through. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be here any second. Um, I know Ryan. If it was me, my wife would not be impressed. No, no, no. no. Are we there? 
Yeah, can you can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, the picture must have just came through because you went out again. Okay, let me let me know when it gets there. Um, was, your, was your wife impressed? Nowhere near as impressed as I was. I was definitely more excited than her. <laughs> she was kind of uh, like whatever. Um, so how often, do you, how often do you get noticed when you walk around now? I mean, is it is it like constant? Um, yeah, I mean, it just depends on where you are, right? Like, so for and I'll still get recognized for like other stuff. What I think what amazes me the most. We were doing so good too. We were. we were doing so good. You there, Max? I'm here, but yeah. For some you. reason, for, for some reason, I can I can still hear you all the time. Ah, oh. you uh, you're good now. So we're we'll, we'll knock on wood and cross our fingers. But um, okay. So uh, it happens all the time. I mean, you, yeah, you've been doing. It's not like you just did uh, Seal Team. You've done a bunch of movies. You've been on show TV for years and years now. So, but. It, I always I always find it interesting, like if it's so right, there's there's a where it's cool, right? And there's where it's not cool. So are you in like it's still really cool and you're excited when people notice, or have you moved over to like I wish people would have noticed so much? No, I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me it's like I mean, I get it, like uh I think it just kind of comes with the territory, right? Like if you're an actor, like I think the biggest thing is um, like expectations, right? You know, I think that like you always have, whether somebody's an athlete or, you know, an actor or whatever, like you always have these expectations. And a lot of the times being an actor, like people sort of imagine that you're this specific person, right? Right. And that's always kind of interesting um, is to run into people and be like, oh, you're really nice. And I try and at least always be that guy. But um you sort of never know. Like people were like, "Oh, you're not as creepy as I thought you'd be," or "You're not." I'm like, oh, "Okay," um, you know, or, uh, or you're, "You're not as tall as I thought you are." Uh, like, it's just, like you never know, like what you know, what people are going to say. But weird comments, even in the world of fitness, people will yeah. make. I, I hear weird comments like that all the time. Where, especially like when it's not a nice comment, uh, yeah. we're like. Why would they say that? Because I'll get people be like, I thought you were you were bigger. You were more like the buffer. Like, yeah. Thanks. thanks. Okay. Thanks for like nobody's gonna say that to this guy. Yeah, so this is the picture. So this is like right before we started shooting this season. And you know, I have like a home gym here. And so over quarantine, I just honestly just hit it as hard as I possibly could during the break because couldn't go anywhere. So I'm like, well, might as well work out. Um and for me, it's once I get into a good routine, it's easier for me, right, to eat right, to make sure I'm eating enough food and to to work out enough. And so maintained it? Yeah, I'm definitely not as I'm not as lean as I am in that picture. And I'm I'm probably I, I can float five pounds, you know, either way pretty easily. Mm. So I'm probably five pounds lighter than that right now. Um but uh I have another shirtless scene. I just saw a script coming up, so I'm gonna. I'm, go. I plan on. I plan on getting right back to that very soon. I mean, you got um, to keep up and make sure to uh, to make AJ feel bad, right? Well, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, it's a bunch of dudes on set, so there's definitely a lot of a lot of competition always. Um, but AJ is honestly, he sort of has been the one on this show that um, sort of like took me under his wing and was like, "Dude, you need to get jacked for the show," uh -huh. and you know, and like I'm like. 
well, I thought I was looking like pretty good when I showed up, but then he was like, no, he's like, dude, you need to like, you need to be jacked. Like you need to start working out more and like, yeah, come on. And so he's, he's helped really push me a lot. Um, and so I have him to thank for a lot of that. You know, I know, this, AJ, I know, I know AJ wants to, and I know, I'm curious for you, you guys have both have developed this uh, really strong characters on the show. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the characters, you know, to some degree, I know obviously car- actors don't want to be typecast, but to some degree, uh, being typecast as this badass SEAL Team 6 operator is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, and the the, uh, the film world, uh, the movies are, are badly missing action stars. The action stars we had, uh, like the Gerard Butlers and stuff, they're getting older and, and getting pretty out of shape too. You know, they, some of these guys are, you know, aging, right? And that's how it yeah. um, So their role is kind of changing. So we're kind of missing the next action stars even like The Rock, The Rock is is getting older. He's getting bigger. He's doing a different, bigger in terms of like the scope of what he's doing. Yeah, uh, the guy's got a billion dollars. Like, how much more acting is he gonna be doing? You know, who knows? So for you guys, I know like AJ has told told me like one day he, you know, that would be cool. Is that something you're aspiring to? Like to do movies again in the future where you're potentially that's that role that you'd have? Yeah, totally. And you know, when I started, when I when I like sort of transferred over from doing only movies um, for me, it was like kind of a good time to try and start making the transition from going from like a child actor to being, you know, like an adult actor and getting out of, you know, cause in the beginning it was like, I played everybody's kid. Right. So I've been like, I've been like every actor's son at some point. And that's sort of how I started because that's what there, that's what there was, you know, for roles. And then, then I sort of moved into this, like this high school age kind of kid. Right. And it's like, most of those roles are kind of like the awkward, it's like the awkward high school age. Right. That I think is relatable to a lot of people. And so there's a lot of that role. And then after that, it's a sort of really weird transition for actors because, you know, it's like making, making that leap, right. Like getting out of that awkward high school thing and then going on from there. And so my last show Bates motel, I, uh, it was sort of like a, a really sort of good transitioning role for that, for me. And then ultimately like that, you know, I finished that show, I don't know, like January or something, and then met with the producers of SEAL Team and read the script and loved it. And um, was like, dude, like this is like, for me, this is like the next big step transitioning to like male, like, you know, adult, like lead, right? Like or action lead, like, just sort of that next chapter. And, you know, and I, I felt just like really confident in it to begin with because, and I may have even said this in the meeting, you know, and I, but, you know, being sort of having the background that I have, like, I don't have a military background. Um, you know, I have a lot of family in the military, but I, like I'm an avid outdoorsman. I've, you know, I've hunted fish, shot guns, like, you know, shoot bows. Like I've, I've done this stuff my entire life. Like I'm, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm, I don't know, like, I don't know what the best word to put it, but you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, a, I'm not your typical Hollywood actor. And so I think I even said to them in the meeting, I was like, guys, I was like, <clears throat> look, you're, unless you go out and like find a Navy SEAL to do this role, I'm like, you're not going to find somebody that like does more of this stuff 
in real life than I do. I'm like, you're just not, you're not going to do it. And so for me, it was like, that was, I don't know. It was just, it, it was obvious. And it was a role that I felt comfortable going into because I had so much experience with a lot of the physicality and a lot of the weapon stuff. And, you know, that stuff you can teach people, right. But it takes time to teach people to where it starts looking like it's second nature. And it's a, you know, it's like, like tying your shoelaces and, you know, and that's when you're trying to make a show that's as authentic as possible, like that's important, right? Like, I mean, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, actors inevitably and I get it, but like, you know, I've, I've done movies with people and there'll be action movies with guns and they're like, yeah, I don't like guns. I'm really afraid of guns. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like you're, you're holding a gun in the movie. I'm like, it's like this, yeah. it's like, what? Um, it looks, and so, and obviously you want it to look authentic. That's the goal, right? A hundred percent. And I think not even just from the standpoint of like, you want to look right, but also you want to do right by the military community. Sure. Like, you don't want, you know what I mean? Like that's for me, that's one of the most important things or the most important thing is, you know, is, is doing right by them and, and honoring these people. Right. Like, I mean, come on. No, I, I agree. And, and interestingly enough, I was going to mention that is that visiting the set, one of the things I thought was really cool is how many veterans that are actually working on the set and even technical advisors and uh, mm -hmm. even uh, uh, directors. You know, you had your first directing uh, debut this season, but also uh, uh, Gray. Um, Tyler. Tyler. Tyler Gray, who was a Delta Force operator, had an opportunity. Well, first he's an actor, uh, but he's also had an opportunity to direct. Did he write and direct or just direct? Uh, he didn't. He hasn't. He hasn't written anything on the show. Um, but he's but he's advisors like that that are that are literally watching and saying, "Hey, you're clearing the room wrong. Don't sweep your teammate or don't do right." They're telling you like you're doing it wrong because they want it to be real. They want it to look good and be honor the honor the guys, right? A hundred percent. Like we have these guys on set all the time, and thankfully now we've been doing it long enough that at least all the regulars know, you know, the all of the basic stuff, so nobody's making you know rookie mistakes anymore. Um, but it's kind of makes you wonder sometimes, like you see, you know, we have like, inevitably we have scenes with a lot more people in them sometimes. Right. And you have other like military sort of like extras coming in. And I think these people are supposed to have like some sort of background in this. And I don't know if they just sort of lie about it or whatever, but we still have people that, you know, they'll be like sitting there holding their weapon, like with their finger on the trigger. And you're like, uh, what are you doing? And it kind of makes you wonder like does a lot of that stuff go unseen in a lot of stuff when they don't have these guys there monitoring it yeah but i'm sure right probably so i know that you know uh the, the actual team guys that i've talked to about the show you know they definitely appreciate that so many that other team guys are there and that you know different uh special forces guys are there watching or, or participating and and have a role on and making it look real because obviously it's real easy for them to pick apart uh, a lot of the stuff. And and to be honest, a lot of them, when the show came out initially, I know a lot of them were, didn't, didn't really love it, you know, not because they didn't, not that they didn't love the show. They didn't like the idea of the show period. So, totally. you know, uh, guys who are on, uh, on seal team six in general, you know, don't love the attention. It's kind of goes against the, the ethos of what the, what, you know, being a silent warrior, but mm -hmm. as the show has progressed, I know that there's quite a few guys that are, that are, that I'm very friendly with that are not active 
be more that are vets and say, oh, well, actually, the, the fact that you're, you guys are showing like the PTSD or you're, you're in your episode we're dealing with the, um, I forget the other character's name, but who was dealing with the traumatic brain injury stuff. Yeah, Swanee, yeah. Swanee, yeah, so that's like a real huge issue for these guys. Like almost almost every one of them has some level of uh, issue with traumatic brain inju- injury. And and so to feature something that's meaningful or problems with the VA and all this, mm-hmm. stuff, these are real problems. So you're, you're bringing light to issues that, that other people aren't talking about. So that's the kind of stuff where those guys are like, wow, like they're, they're, this is actually a platform for, for good that can help the community, which I think totally. is really cool and probably very unexpected for some of the guys. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I think the mentality changes um, some for guys also. And I know other guys like, you know, like Delta guys who watch the show, like it's, it's yeah. funny, right? Like, um, but I know, you know, I know for some, the mentality about the show sort of changes when they go from being active to when they get out. Um, and I, it seems like a lot of guys sort of view it differently once they're out. Yeah. But I think, um, like you said, yeah, I think like, you know, bringing attention to all these important issues is, I mean, that's, it's, it's important as that. And I think that we do a pretty good job of some of that, right? Like a lot of it's entertainment. Um, you know, like we get spun up every week and, you know, these guys kind of go like, well, you guys aren't getting spun up every week. Like what's going on. But, you know, but at the same time, I, I think the best way I can put it is I think that this show is, you know, is as authentic as it can be to be a 22 episode network television show. Right. 100%. And, you know, also, I mean, clearly it's also not, you know, it's not on cable. I mean, we're not swearing. We're not like, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, would also be seen that goes that you, you don't, you don't see on a network TV show. Um, and I think, uh, I think, um, what was the other thing was, oh, like, you know, I think the other thing that was interesting that, um, a retired, uh, a team guy who, I don't know if he was an officer later or what, but really great guy. I met him at an event and I think he was in for 30 years or 30 something years. And he had like just retired and his son, I think is in the teams now. And his son, he was like, he told me flat out, he's like, look, my son doesn't like the show. And he's like, but I love the show. And I'm like, well, that's great. And he said, you know, the one thing that like I really realized, and he's like, we also need shows like this because like we need Navy SEALs. And he said, you know, the reality is for a lot of team guys, they wouldn't have become Navy SEALs if they didn't know about being a Navy SEAL. Oh, absolutely. And he said, you know, he's like, for me and many other guys, especially like the old school guys, like we read all these books to these guys, right? Like these dudes who were heroes who wrote these books about being a frogman, like in the olden day. And that's what inspired me to, you know, I read a book and I went, man, I want to do that. And so he was like, you know, for, he's like, I think that another positive with the show is that like, it just brings more young guys who go like, well, that looks cool. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robert O'Neill on who, um, who killed Bin Laden, who's a red squad guy. Yeah. Actually, I work around low on time, but I do have a question on that. Uh, something different. Uh, but um, so, he was on and said, you know, the amount of guys that that watched the TV, I mean, the movie, the Charlie Sheen movie, you know, uh, Navy SEAL movie, uh, and then saw him jumping off the bridge and like, that's fucking cool. I want to do that. He said, it's it's astounding the amount of guys that, or, or Richard Marchenko's book, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, that that influenced literally, you know, I'd probably say 20, 30% of the Navy SEALs from that generation are from people who read Real Warrior and got interested, um, especially a lot of the uh, SEAL Team Six, everybody's read the book. 
Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it absolutely it's a great recruiting tool. I mean, it mm -hmm. really if it, if it looks cool, there's gonna it's gonna expose people to the opportunity or the the potential chance to to do this. Uh, because it is, everybody says the best job in the world. If you're one of these guys, they're all going to tell you it was the best job in the world. Mm -hmm. said, it sucked. I hated it. It was no fun. I mean, you know, every one of them says, man, I wish that I could be doing it to one degree, whether it's for camaraderie or whatever. They, they, every one of them never, I've never heard one say, I wish I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. It sucked. You know, nobody says that. So I want to, I want to ask quickly, because we are running a mm -hmm. long time. DJ Shipley, uh, you know, DJ, I see where the stuff tribes, mm -hmm. we partner with them on a, on a deck for Redcon one deck, like the one he gave me as a present, we, we ended up making a, a hundred of them and we're still selling them on the site uh, right now. Your character is that, cause his dad, Don was a seal. He is seal team six, obviously red squad. Uh, how, how much uh, is, uh, has any similarities between the two of them uh, that were, that were planned? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if they were planned, you know, um, for me, like, I've been working on trying to develop and write stuff of my own. And I definitely draw from, um, I definitely draw from, you know, my experiences and, and stories of my friends and people I've known. And so I don't know if, I don't know if some of that, or if it's just complete coincidence, but I, I do know there's been similarities beyond the dad um, and even other things like that have happened on the show and stuff and stuff to clay as a character that apparently I haven't talked to DJ about it, but I've heard, um, are also are also similarities. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know, honestly, but uh, either way, like, yeah, I, I rock his stuff. And um, uh, once I started putting on a little size, I, I like I we FaceTimed him actually from Serbia. Um, and uh, nice dude. He and I were sort of just BSing back and forth, though. And I was I was telling him when he comes out, finally, when he's as a set, I was like, let's go. I'm like, I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna wrestle you versus me. I'm like, let's see how big you are. Uh, be interesting. <laughs> His goal is to get to 240, so he may have some weight on you. Yeah, I need, I need to start putting on some pounds. Uh, it's, that's cool. Yeah, he is a, a very nice guy. And I unfortunately they came down. Him and Slade were just here for a shooting thing that I missed them uh, by hours. But uh, uh, both great guys, and uh, that's really cool. Interesting. If people uh, want to check out Tribe Skate, definitely check it out on Instagram yeah. his site. Make some really cool stuff, and actually, some of us he sent me the new so the new shirt, and he does a lot of cool apparel, like the stuff that you wear. Uh, yeah, the new shirts, that. the new shirts, awesome. Yeah, so I gotta thank you so much, Max, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. I would love to have you back in the future. We do a panel show, uh, and we're due to do on in the near future. Uh, and I try to get on people that would be interesting to talk about current events or specific topics. Yeah. Um, we would, uh, I will try for you to, since you're, I would imagine you want to be sensitive about those topics. So I'll try not to get you on this one. It's too controversial. Yeah. Uh, I don't get you in any trouble. Um, but, uh, we, we do have some plans for someone's coming up in the future. And I'd love to get you on one to, uh, to hear your opinions on some stuff and kind yeah. of maybe debate, do some, uh, intelligent debate, respectful, intelligent debate. Uh, I'd love to No, I, uh, this time honestly flew by and uh yeah. so much so much more to talk about and so many more stories to tell and whether it's whether it's filming uh working out how i got there um the whole the whole thing so uh, i'd love to come back and 100%. um even if you know aj and i are kind of a we're a little bit of a shit show together but it, it could be kind of fun to get us both That'd be real fun, actually, us both, right? us both in here yeah yeah i would love to i would i love to have you guys both back on that that would be real interesting to talk about uh get you guys shit talk each other a little bit yeah there's there will be a lot of that for sure that's usually what happens good 
Good. Well, okay, guys. Uh, thank you, Max, so much for being on the show. Uh, I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you very soon, buddy. Thank you. Awesome, brother. Take care, man. No problem. Talk soon. See you guys. All right, guys. So that was episode number 27, 27 of the 27 of the show. And uh, I, uh, um, I I do miss Eric Hart a little bit. So Silky Tuba will be back next week. Unless I decide to just kidding. He'll be back next week. Uh, and uh, we're going to have him on with hopefully we have, you know, I was hoping to have Matt Gates on. But when I had the opportunity to get Max, I was very excited because we've been wanting to get Max on forever and ever. And we've just been missing each other he's got a very busy schedule now once they're shooting so um so guys thank you for tuning in we are pretty uh, oh. next week we do have a live show oh next week that's right what am yeah. i saying about matt gates matt gates definitely will be on next week so matt gates will be on maybe the following week so next week is actually one of the most important shows maybe the most important show of the year because what we're going to be doing is we're going to be announcing the black friday deal um so what we're going to do is actually go over what you're going to get, like what the deal is, the, the details of the deal. Um, we're going to show you the details of the deal, which is going to be, when you see, you're going to be very excited. And we're going to be having some big, big, big announcements. So we're going to have some very big guests on the show. I'm trying not to give too much away, but it is, there's some stuff to say. Trust me, tune in. It'll be our most watched show of all time because we'll be revealing the Black Friday deal, and we will be talking about when the deal goes live. So Black Friday for me is like uh, my birthday, Christmas, and Hanukkah on one day. It's the most exciting day of the year, and it starts generally, although I'm not sure, well, I can't give you a pay of time, but it generally starts on Thanksgiving night-ish, or maybe midnight. We'll see. We'll see. So make sure you tune in next week for the incredibly big news. We also have uh, some, other than those two pieces of big news, we have some new releases, some stuff to talk about what's going to be on the site that's not on the site now. Um, and uh, to say the entire industry just yeah, when, when I do the news, so there's two, two, two parts, you like to say this. There's two parts. two parts. There's two parts. Part number one is that the, the consumers, fans, friends, and family of Redcon 1 will lose their mind because the deal is that good. It, it, Black Friday deal of last year um, blew people away. They didn't understand how we could do it. We took that and we put it on steroids. This deal is so crazy, um, people uh, will just freak out and will be lining up. And, and when I tell you that, lining up is important because the first in, first out. So when you order, uh, let's say you order right when the deal goes live, you're gonna be getting your packages first. If you wait two or three days, you're gonna get it after 100,000 people. So we're gonna pack as fast as we can, of course, but it will be, there's some urgency in the fact that you wanna get it quick. So that's number one. And then the number two part, is that the world of fitness and bodybuilding will too will lose their mind because the announcements are so big. So there's kind of like worlds collide in this in this uh, show. So uh, it's really it's really 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 going to be a big big show. So make sure to tune in. And I am headed off to Asher's baseball game. His last game of the season. I'm sure I'm in trouble. So I need to get the hell out of here. So thanks guys for tuning in. See you next week.